0: this is Idaho sports talk with Prater in the ball game on sports radio 953 FM and 1350 a.m the ticket what's going on and welcome to what we hope is your favorite sports talk radio program our number two Boise State football spring practice Boise State basketball the regular season finale tomorrow. Uh, we got Rock jocks, and Pop Culture coming up. But first and foremost, Friday's at 4 o'clock, Prater. You just know what you're doing. This is what they call appointment event viewership, okay? And it's when we bring in BJ Reigns from Bronco Nation News to join the program here. And uh, we're streaming on all our social media channels, KTIK and BNN, so you guys can follow us. You can see the cameras we have in the studio. Having a good
1: time, Prater. BJ, can you see the crap that I have to put up with Johnny all the time? you yeah, just I mean, I see you shaking your head, BJ. That's the advantage of this video thing. You see the nonsense nothing, I have to put up with all the time? Nothing I do is appointment television or appointment radio or whatever, but happy to be on
2: with you guys. <laughs> but, yes, I feel for you, 15 hours a week uh, to be on the air with that guy. I, no, I, mean,
1: I need to go to therapy starting next week. I don't know why, Prater. It's like I'm really starting to get to you.
0: Like We haven't even been in the studio for two years together yet. <laughs> And it's like, I think every day, B.J., Prater thinks a little bit like, did I really want to try to bring
1: this dude here? Was that really the best possible decision? See, you're you're wrong again. You're not getting to me. Uh, I don't think like that. I just try to make sure. I feel like the big brother who has to make sure that you're living in reality.
2: (laughs) I, I just see a perfect spot behind Johnny on the wall there for him to put the framed selfie of him and Max Rice.
1: Yeah, you guys get off that. You hug a star player, you're going to get a lot of crap for it. There's a perfect spot on the wall for it there. I think that needs to
0: happen. Yeah, maybe we'll work on that. BJ, I uh, saw you there at practice at the Cabin Williams today, and uh, I guess I'll just start you off with your first initial spring observation with this football program after being able to watch some practice and talk to some players today.
2: Well, I think it was just good to be out there. I mean, it's weird. We're so locked into basketball right now. I wish football was starting a few weeks later. Um, it kind of caught up on us. But to be out there, and I guess from a player standpoint, I'm sure you guys have talked about him, but Ashton Gentry, uh, you just look at him, you see his arms, you see his size, you see the way he's built. And I immediately thought of Shane Williams Rhodes. I immediately thought of a guy that could come in and make an immediate impact as a as a, a potential kind of replacement for a, a weapon, so to speak, in a Khalil Shakir. And I looked up the numbers, and I mean, yes, Ashton Genty was a running back and Eighteen hundred yards and average eight yards a carry, but he also had forty one catches last year for eight hundred yards. So I wonder if he's a guy that can be that slot receiver type guy or a guy they put in motion or they give the ball to on the jet sweeps so i I think Ashton Genty you know coming in here for the spring, getting the fifteen practices. I'm sure he's going to be way overhyped by me and us and, and and may barely do anything in the fall. Who knows? But uh, he, he, to me is a very intriguing, exciting player that I think coming in here early is going to be huge. And you watch him out there and he doesn't look like in in some of the easy drills we saw, he just looks like a, Mm -hmm. not, not some guy in his first practice. He looked like a junior or soft, you know, guy that's been here a couple of years. So I'm excited to see what he can do and, um also you notice how many guys are out injured too you just look at the you look at the tight end group you don't see you know Tyneal Hopper you don't see Riley Smith you look over at some of the other spots and the safety position you just there's a lot of guys out right now I know Andy Avalos gave us the list but um certainly they're going to get a little healthier as they go along I know that's kind of how it is every spring but uh, there's going to be some young guys getting a lot of good reps this spring
0: Tim Plough uh, we had him on yesterday I know you talked to him at BNN too yesterday and you can even see BJ, he's got he's got gray in his beard now. He didn't have that last year. Last season was hard for him, and he admitted that. And I want to ask you a little bit about Tim Plough and where you think this offense is gonna go and the importance that this is the year that Tim Plough gets this thing going, right? I don't know if he gets another, correct?
2: Yeah, and I asked him, uh, you know, how how far away was what we saw last year to what you were expecting or hoping we were going to see? And he, he kind of chuckled and said it wasn't even close. I mean, that wasn't even close to the quote-unquote Tim Plow offense. And fans aren't used to offenses like that, guys. I mean, 79th in the country in total offense, 381 yards per game. I mean, I went back and looked just for fun in the 2014 Fiesta Bowl season. They averaged nearly 500 yards of offense per game. So you're talking over 115 yards of offense less, uh, you know, for a season like last year, you know, fifty ninth in points uh, yeah it just was a frustrating year offensively obviously it starts with running the footballs. everybody knows 109th in the country rushing last year so they've got to find a way to average more than you know 120 yards a game rushing it starts there and let's be honest too I think they didn't score a lot of points because they weren't very good in the red zone I mean they were 95th in the country in scoring uh, touchdown percentage in the red zone they only got touchdowns 54% of the time they were in the red zone so that's a easy way to add more points is to score when you get down in the red zone so um, yeah there's obviously a lot of areas they have to fix and oh by the way he he loses his best offensive player in Khalil Shakir. And so, uh, yeah, I think there's some pressure on Tim Plow. There's some pressure on this offense. But you got Hank Bachmeyer, you got George Helani, and you got, you know, four offensive linemen returning. So I think there are some pieces there to build around.
1: B.J. Reigns Bronco Nation News, every Friday right here on Idaho Sports Talk. B.J., let's talk about George Helani in this offense. Um, actually, let's talk about the offense completely as a whole. Do you expect there to be any changes, any different looks, any different tweaks, or are they just going to try to do what they've been doing and try to get better at it?
2: Well, I think there'll be some changes because I don't think Tim Plough really got to show fully what the offense was supposed to be. I mean, as the season went on, he quickly realized – it wasn't going to work. And as Andy Avalos told all of us uh, Wednesday or Thursday, whenever it was that, uh, you know, he thought Tim Plough did a great job of adapting to the personnel they had and what they needed to do to win. And we never really saw the go, go, go high tempo, all game offense. We never saw, the you know, the whole read option stuff that, that just, it was just, it was a weird year, and I think, I think the, comp- the offense was a lot more complex than I think uh, may, some may have been ready for, I guess. And so, um, yeah, I think they'll try to do what, what suits this offense better, but I think Tim Plough has a, has a system, has an offense, and he believes it will work. And so I think that you're going to see probably a lot of what you saw last year. They're just hoping that it's done a lot better.
1: Johnny and I had a pretty good discussion yesterday on this defense after talking to Spencer Danielson. We all got to talk to him. And the, the theme was, can this defense go from good to elite? I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. And if they can get to a lead, how do they do that?
2: Well, I mean, it's nice to obviously have maybe the best safety tandem on the West Coast, uh, you know, potentially back in Jail Skinner and Tyreek Jones. I think that's a, a huge start for them, and and uh, you kind of work your way up, and I think linebacker is the one spot where you're going to be looking to see kind of what they can do there. Zeke Noah's back, but, you know, Spencer Danielson told me and admitted that Zeke Noah wasn't the best version of Zeke Noah last year, so they've got to have him play at an, a peak elite level next year for them to be better, and you've got other guys, uh, Hawkins, Shram, whoever else is going to fit in there and try to play that other spot, but I think the uh, D line has a chance to be elite i mean talking to frank miley you heard him talking to bob there in the last segment you know he's coached in power five places and he says this d line has power five talent on it and so when you talk about scott matlock who we talked to today and they're really high on herbert gums who came in late last season after being out with an injury and uh you know all these guys Divine basheri and shane irwin coming off the edge and Banya. Yeah, i mean they 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 really like this d line so i think if this d line can stay healthy and play at the level that they think they can. I think it all starts up front, and uh, I think when you put that D-line with what you potentially have on the back end, if you can um, you know, shore up the linebacker spot and, and uh, maybe get some production at corner, I think this defense does have a chance to be better. And It was good last year, but I do think with a lot of pieces back, it's got a chance to be great.
0: B.J. News – I'm sorry, B.J. News. B.J. Reigns, Bronco Nation News here on Idaho Sports Talk Fridays. Now, I expect Hank to be better next season. I expect the receiving core probably not to be as good without Shaq. But if you get better quarterback play, that can lift the receiver play, I believe. Uh, how important is that, BJ? And is there, who do you think, numbers wise, who's closest to maybe fill the Shaq void? Do you think there's an all conference caliber receiver on this roster?
2: Well I want to say quickly about Bachmeyer because you're talking about the quarterbacks let's not forget that he played a good chunk of the season with a torn meniscus in his knee and you know there was originally plans I was told to have surgery at some point in the middle of the season and he basically uh, talked his way out of it and said I think I can gut it out and play through it and he ended up doing that the rest of the season and so um, you know he may have had to miss a couple games some quarterbacks would have missed a couple games in the middle of the season so uh, I think that uh, Bachmeyer being 100% healthy is going to be a huge uh, gain for this offense and in turn the wide receivers unit and I mean the obvious guy is Steph Cobbs uh, you know but I think there's going to be much you know I think a guy like Davis Cutter could have a much bigger role this year I think what well, you know what's might as well throw his name out there Austin Boltz I mean we saw him today out there and he looked like he's put on some weight so I, I you know I'm really intrigued by him Billy Bowens everybody's talking about I mean Matt Miller uh, thinks there's five six seven guys that can do it I think Steph Cobbs is obviously the guy if he can stay healthy that uh, looks the most ready to, to take on that role but I think they feel like there's two three four other guys as well and that's going to be a, a huge storyline for this team moving forward.
1: BJ, I spent a lot of time because they were over on our side of the practice field this morning watching the wide receivers and Matt Miller work. And one of the observations I had was this this wide receiver group's not very tall. Uh, I mean, number eighty, I was the tallest guy just by eye look, and I had to look him up. That's Eric McAllister. He checks in at six foot three. Everybody else is somewhere between five eleven and six one, six two range. And the stars like Cobb's six foot, Capels six one. Davis Cutter's got some decent size at six two. Billy Bowen's at six one. Is six foot tall in wide receiver land for college football anymore? It seems like that there's bigger, more powerful wide receivers out there, and and, and length may be an issue with the Boise State wide receiver room this year.
2: Yeah, it's funny because I was thinking back to when Eric Keesaw was re, re, that, the whole thing was we got to get taller guys, got to yes. get taller guys, and and Eric Kisa, they went out and got a couple of six four guys. I can't remember who. Uh, the, the names now but they had some big wide receivers a couple of years ago and so yeah that was uh it's that's interesting talent. that now it's kind of reverted to the the smaller wide receivers and yeah I mean I you know who am I to say six foot versus six one and, and what kind of difference that's going to six one versus six two is going to make but uh I do agree with you they're not going to be the you know that they have the the Octavius Evans type guys you can just throw balls up to and, and things like that so um yeah I, I think that's certainly uh I don't know if I want to say concern but it's a storyline That your Steph Cobbs is six foot, Capel six one, and uh, a lot of these guys six one for Bowens. I mean, yeah, all all your guys you're counting on are are probably six one or less for the most part. So yeah, that's just going to be their style this year. They're going to have more of the, the maybe the smaller, quicker, shifty receivers, not necessarily the the six five guys you can just toss it up to in the red zone.
0: Dang, BJ Scott Matlock today. You know we're we're at this presser prater, and BJ whispers into my ear as Matlock is talking, and he says man this dude is big like it it really stood out bj uh you you tweeted it too you're expecting scott matlock to have a potential monster all conference all america caliber type of season uh talk about that a little bit with with matlock today very impressive
2: yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's crazy to think he's a guy this time next year. We're talking about possibly getting ready for the draft. I mean, I think he's a guy that has a chance to be an NFL player. I mean, uh, he's up at 305 now for his weight. He said he aver- added about 15 pounds. So, um, yeah, and he's just such a good guy to root for. You guys know we we don't you know necessarily – we're not fans of the team, but individual guys that you get to know their story. And from a personal level, you want to see these guys do well. And Scott Matlock, as everybody knows, has overcome a ton in his personal life. And for him to be at this spot – uh, be a team leader, be you know potentially an all-Mountain West caliber guy, uh, it's just awesome to see. And you saw what he did coming in on offense last year, scoring a touchdown. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he's he's the total package. I mean, he he's the leader on the field. He's the leader off the field. He's put up the production. And you saw what he did last year and, and what he's doing size-wise. Yeah, I don't see if there's any reason that Scott Matlock can't be a, a first-team all-league type player this year. He's that good. I love it. BJ, uh, you're flying to Fort Collins coverage on BNN. Yep, flying to Denver, driving to Fort Collins tomorrow, and, uh, yeah, we'll have full pregame, postgame, full coverage from Fort Collins, and then we'll be joining Bob as well for the uh, Mountain West Tournament next week.
0: Awesome, man. Appreciate you, man. Always fun on Fridays with you. Thanks for the time. Have a killer weekend, bro.
2: Yep, you too, guys. Thanks.
0: Appreciate everybody watching this segment on our social media channels, BNN, 95.3 The Ticket, uh, Facebook, Twitter, all this good stuff for our radio audience. Uh, Just know moving forward that you can shift over to social media and you really care about watching us, seeing Prater's beautiful face and his very well-trimmed beard every Friday, you have that ability. Uh, Appreciate you guys. Coming up, Khalil Shakir at the Combine. We break that down and reveal our winner who guessed the correct 40-time yesterday. We're Prater in the ballgame. This is Idaho Sports Talk. Right back on KTIK The Ticket.